It is, in fact, not a lovely day. Though around 11.30, when I wake up the sun the was out. It was out for longer than it's been in some days. And the sunlight hurts my In case eyes. you hadn't noticed, it's been kind of dreary. And something without um, I think I can help with that, though. Some things, if you've listened to the podcast or seen any of my presentations, uh, just some random uh, mental health thoughts that I've shared along the way. Well, guess what? You're going to get to repeat things today because um, they're good reminders. Like with anything, we think we talked about th- we talked about this not that long ago. Whether it was with uh, Dr. Kang from Brightview or with uh, with Paris from uh, uh, TFD, when you're struggling with something, no matter what it is, whether it's sports, um, working out, any kind of habit, work, go back to the basics. It works for almost everything. If you're struggling and not meeting the goals that you want to, go back to the basics. It's just Eric. Um, no fam today because, hey, we're in the last, we're in the home stretch of the year, so things are going to be a little wonky. Um, we'll be off Thursday and Friday for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and then next week I am uh, once again resigned to my kitchen as I have to use up some vacation days, but I have better technology now, so we should be able to do some um, in the kitchen podcasts. Welcome to the show today. We'll get to that fun stuff later on. Uh, thanks for joining. First, let me play you some of this. You'll very likely know who it is, but some new music. Uh, some new music dropped today. Stop the clocks, it's amazing. You should see the way the light dances off your head. A million colors of hazel, golden and red. You know who it is, right? Uh, the rest of the Two minutes and 42 seconds left in that song sound like that Ed Sheeran afterglow. That's new music that dropped today. So sharing that with you, everything is slow now. Uh, we need some kind of banger. We need something with a beat. Like, yeah, I mean, Ariana's doing all her stuff, but can I get a no, uh, no tears to cry again? Anyway, that's your new music for the day. Um, something we've talked about on the air bunch is have you been, have you been the victim of porch piracy. Uh, A friend of mine posted a video of what happened to her over the weekend in West Toledo, and then there was something that WTOL posted. So my friend's video, car drives by, a couple of young dudes run out, snatch her stuff, and then go off. You can't see their faces real closely. Uh, The video that WTOL shared, it's on their website. I've tweeted it out a couple times. I think TPD did as well. Uh, You get a good look at, at her face. Um, there's a very long article in the Blade today. I can give you the TLDR version of it. It's very unlikely you will be able to recoup um, whatever was stolen from you, and it's very unlikely that they're going to be able to catch these people. Now, this year is a little different for the obvious reasons. This year has been very different. There are more packages ever uh, than ever before being delivered. You people who incessantly, and I'll use the N-word, neurotically watch your packages, I enjoy watching you be neurotic over them. Um, If something has been in mommy or comes from Colorado, goes to mommy, then goes up to Detroit, and then I'm like, hey, I'm here. Why don't you drop it off? Like, I don't freak out. Nothing is that important. And things that you're waiting for, unless we're talking about like life-saving medication, deep breath calm down. I mean, this is the way the Postal Service, I guess, has always worked, or, or whoever is dropping off your packages. But now that you're you're pulling back 
the curtain of the wizard watching your packages, your neurotic behavior is way unnecessary. Just calm down. You will get whatever it is you saved a bunch of money on at Target or Best Buy or Amazon. Relax. But there are more packages than ever before being delivered this year. There have been all year long. So I'm wondering if it will be easier to catch porch pirates because they will be doing it more often. If, it's, if they hit a couple of houses in a neighborhood and they're able to stay off your doorbell camera, which really can't be much of a deterrent because now all of our faces are covered anyway. Again, if you read in depth the story in the Blade today, there's a very unlikely chance of you getting your stuff back. There's a very unlikely chance of these people being caught. But if the porch pirates are out en masse... And these are a couple of West Toledo stories. If they're stealing more stuff, it's more likely they will get nabbed. But um, for most of these items, it's I, I think that some of the numbers in the blade were like a hundred bucks on average. Like you're losing a hundred bucks or so of um, of you getting your stuff taken. And and one in five people has had something stolen. Knock on wood. I've never had things stolen from me, and I mostly started getting packages uh, within the last six or seven years. I was fortunate. Well, where I lived in St. Clair Village downtown, half the time, whoever was delivering the package couldn't get into the building unless it was a regular driver uh, or the post office who had the key. So they could never get in and drop it off. So many times, people in my building would have like a note, a UPS or a FedEx note saying, hey, we tried, couldn't get in. So I was fortunate. I got in the habit of having my stuff delivered to work, which then was right across the street. Um, I do the same thing now. I would say 80 to 90% of my packages I get delivered here to work, where it is far less likely that anyone snatched stuff. It's not impossible since the building doesn't have as many people in it anymore, but I, for the life of me, and I, I'd like to hear your story. Why are you... I get it. More people than ever are, are getting packages. We've already established that. More people than ever are working from home. But if you are home most of the day you should be able to get a loose or a rough idea of when your package will be there. So you should be on alert for a knock at the door or push an errand off for an hour, knowing that maybe if, like the Blade story says, if you live close to the street where people can see packages are sitting on your doorstep, maybe now is not the best time to do, to do that errand or whatever it may be. So it's kind of like a paradox. More people than ever, I guess, are getting packages stolen because there are more packages. But more people than ever are home, so you should be able to snag those packages. I'm just trying to figure out why more people, um, if they can, don't have the stuff delivered to work. I do have, so I have a very, I have a $300 package sitting next to me right now. It got delivered to work. I have a $50 package coming to my home um, and again, thankfully, I've never had anything stolen. Uh, uh, and you can kind of see my front porch. Um, if it was something that was invaluable and I needed to have, um, I might try to track it as best as I can. And I have a neighbor that lives down down a couple of condos and say, hey, I'm going to be, I'm at work from, from these hours. Would you do me a favor? I'll do my best to keep an eye on an email or notifications. If I get one that says, it's been delivered. Would you mind going down 
100 yards or 80 yards, whatever it is, and snagging it. I'll come get it from you later. So we can work with our neighbors when we're expecting a package. I just don't know how much of a deterrent. I used to, to laugh and make fun of the fact that, okay, you got, a, you got a doorbell cam. Great. Now you can see roughly who it is who's taking your stuff. Because again, I don't, I don't ever hear that doorbell cameras, unless there was a scourge of robberies and porch piracy, your doorbell camera catching anybody. So, quite honestly, I don't know what good your doorbell camera is. Um, I had considered briefly getting one because everybody's got one and it was on sale at wherever. Um, But I'm like, even if it was some kind of theft deterrent, not that many people come to my home anyway and if they do, I'm usually expecting them. Uh, The dogs, like we talked about on on Friday, I kind of leave my curtains open or the the drapes open during the day when I'm not home so the dogs can look outside. Um, My dogs are my theft turn. Not that I have rabid canines, I just have loud beagles. And you would think, for the most part, if someone did attempt something at my home, like getting into them, the dogs would lose their minds. And not um, not that 45 pounds of barky beagle would do anything other than be loud, that might run somebody off. But I'd like to know why you keep getting things stolen from your porch. Porch, pirate, best practices. If you've got any, you can uh, share them here and I'll, I'll pass the word along. Again, this is a kind of a thing over the weekend. Um, also, uh, a terrible thing over the weekend. Uh, two dogs die in Springfield Township House Fire. We are... Uh, we are... I think we're desensitized to the loss of human life. I mean, there have been over 300,000 American deaths this year because of, because of COVID. Um, there, we read about, if you wanted to, you can read about death or murder just about every single day here in this country. Um, I think we're desensitized to it. But when I come across uh, any kind of animal dying, specifically a dog, it hurts my heart. And I, I go back to um, what I shared what I've shared a couple of times with with Michael Vick. When Michael Vick did a long time, when Michael Vick was doing what he did a long time ago, um, I, I remember. I, I, you maybe you've heard me say he would have been better off killing people because we're desensitized to human death. But when we found out what he was doing to those dogs, I envisioned my dog at the time, Jasmine. Um, when I read the story, two dogs die in Springfield Township house fire, which is right down the road from where I live. Um, I thought of my dogs. So just really sad stuff. It was 1.30 in the morning on the 700 block of South McCord in Springfield Township. Um, and I'm wondering if you are like me, whenever you read about the loss of an animal life, if you think about that animal that you may or may not have in your life. Um, I don't want to beat you over the head with stuff that we regularly talk about. Um, but this is one of those things. And, um, I'm putting, if something is spoiled, I'm putting it on you. And I'm talking specifically about the Mandalorian. I have one spoiler thought that I'll share. And the rest, look, we're two full days clear now of, of the Mandalorian. And I say Saturday and Sunday. If um, if you were, were going to be that upset by it being spoiled for you, you should have watched it by now. Um, and I don't mean to, I guess I do mean to be a dick. Um... There is just there 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 are things that some outlets can do to minimize you finding something out too soon. But look, most of us, one of the first few things we go to um, 
each day is is Facebook. And then we go into, and whether it's someone that we know and talk to often, them posting something, look, they could have avoided that, um, even if they were being vague. But again, this is your addiction to Facebook. Maybe think, oh, wait a second. There are some people out there who are a little reckless. I should not open Facebook up. For instance, on Friday, I did my best. And I, there's a lot of information I have to go through and sort through on the internet to get things to talk about on this show, on the air. Um, so it is very hard to avoid certain things, but I do my best. I minimized my Twitter usage on Friday. I did not go to, there's three main nerd sites I go to. Uh that would affect certain things. One is all Transformers. There's no Mandalorian spoilers there. Comicbookmovie.com, CBR, and IGN. I did not go anywhere near those sites on Friday because I didn't want anything spoiled for the big finale. I don't think you need to get on Facebook like I do to see what people are talking about so that I have content for the show. And that's not to be arrogant or dangle any kind of my hubris in your face you don't need to be on these places but like what was it the social dilemma that blew so many people away about how the psychology and the dopamine um, how that all works to have you instinctively whether it's in the middle of the night first thing in the morning while you're sitting on the toilet you instinctively open Facebook without thinking if you would have thought a little bit maybe something wouldn't have been spoiled for you then remember there's the news tab, which I find very helpful on Facebook. When I am like, when I've gone through all my places and I can't find things that I really get excited to talk about and share and have an opinion on, I know the news tab in Facebook will always do me well. There will be sports stuff. There will be the latest current events, late like usually COVID stuff. There will be some kind of nerd thing. It's those things. Why is it those things? Because those are the things that I engage with the most. The people I engage with the most on. Facebook, I will be shown their stuff first. So if somebody, if I like somebody's posts about sports or a show, or we talk about a show regularly leading up to something happening on Friday, it's very likely if that person has seen something before me and they want to have a thought about it, even as even as vague as it may be, remember, Facebook, the Facebook news tab is going to serve me this stuff. So I know people can be jerks and 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 really spoil things too soon. But I don't know if there is any kind of spoiler constitution where you've got to wait 24 hours or 48 hours or a whole weekend. There was a campaign a couple of years ago and uh, Avengers Endgame came out and the directors, and I believe the actors were like, one week, no spoilers, don't talk about it. That was a collective effort um, to keep spoilers out of the mainstream. But when something is so big and so many people are going to talk about it, unless there's an effort like that, unless you're going to avoid places that you go all the time for information, you're probably going to find out some things that you don't want to know. And I put that on you. It was not hard for me on Friday to avoid certain sites and minimize my Twitter usage. And I go back to to the point here. If something, if you are so passionate for something, that if you find out something about it that spoils it, you needed to do a better job watching it or following it sooner. And I get it. Not everybody has the free time that I have, but I don't necessarily have the free time that you might have. you got to make things a priority if you're concerned of something being spoiled for you. 
Um, that's that's part of the culture now, because um, so many of us want to watch something right away and then talk about it, and all that talk bubbles up and gets into the algorithm and spits it out in front of people who might not want to see it. But it's the strength, it's the flexing of the algorithm. So I'm sorry. I do my best not to spoil things, and I'll give you that that one Mandalorian spoiler thing that I'll I'll give you a thought on in one second. But I think it's mostly on you because Facebook, the internet discussion is ubiquitous. It is overpowering. The algorithm will pick it up and flex it in your face. Then you will find out things that you don't want to know. And again, make the time for it or don't. Make the time for it um, or, or risk. Risk knowing it's going to be spoiled for you. And then at that point, when it's spoiled, you just, you just got to enjoy it for the great content that it is. So all is not lost. How come there are the deepest fakes in the world. There is that one face swap app. I have a friend on Instagram, Cody, who who is constantly face swapping and my jaw drops because it looks like she is Gwen Stefani. It looks like she is Harley Quinn. Um, that face swap app, if, if, if it were free, hey, take my information, but I don't want to pay for it. It is mind-blowing how accurate that is and how eerie it is that like you have actually had your face put on the body of whoever it puts you on. So how come we can do that? All these wild deep fakes. And I'm hoping you've seen some of these videos. Um by granted these people are just amateurs with elite talent to do these deep fakes. How can we get that less than stellar CGI in Star Wars? And this is the second time this has happened. What was it Rogue One where um Moff Tarkin was CGI'd into it, and not the Leia stuff where they reused some footage and got creative with with editing. This was a guy who was dead, and they CGI erected him. Same thing with um, Luke Skywalker. Spoiler! The other night, which had me screaming as soon as I saw that X-Wing pull up, and I saw the black glove, and I was like, oh my god. I was screaming like a little kid at 11-something at night because that that was very cool. But the CGI was pretty lousy. Um, all things considered, where we are in computer-generated images, both at the professional Hollywood level and somebody doing it in their basement for fun. I was kind of surprised that we couldn't do better than that. And a, a friend of mine last week pointed out to me that Sebastian Stan is quite a dead ringer for a young Mark Hamill. And I Googled Sebastian Stan, Mark Hamill, and several sites came up. And I was like, oh, yeah, with the the hair? Yeah, he... So I'm... Especially since Sebastian Stan is in the Disney world, I'm kind of surprised they didn't enlist him in some way to make that look a little bit better. Um, it was a great finale to The Mandalorian. Has, has me questioning whether the series will continue. The series, I think the character will continue in the slew of shows that are coming down the pike... I do think the book of Boba Fett is superfluous, just like Andor and Lando. And let's put the focus on some of the other things, but whatever. Some, Not all of these are going to be very good. Case in point, Solo. And I thought that was actually better than, than critics gave it credit for, but not in the pantheon of great Star Wars movies. But um, yeah, a lot of these things coming down the pike seems like uh, The Mandalorian Season 3, which I expected to be Rebel Season 5, will likely happen. Those characters will happen in other shows. But to wrap this all up, I'm putting things being spoiled for you 
about 96% on you. Um, that 4% is just jerks and, and some people not even intending to be jerks, just unable to contain their enthusiasm and they want to have dialogue with people about things they're passionate about. You need to do a better job of fitting something into your schedule or avoiding things where you know things are discussed. Okay? If you don't believe me, Social Dilemma or whatever that Netflix movie was that had everybody in awe. Uh, I mentioned getting you feeling better. Um, today's the first day of winter, the shortest day of the year during the longest year of our lives. This is an article from uh, Vox. How to make this winter not totally suck, according to psycho- psychologists. Um, I've put this up on the Eric Chase and the Fam Facebook page. I think I also tweeted it out as well. You can also just go to Vox. You can go to Vox.com and find this. Um, again, too long, didn't read. Too long, won't read. Um, we need to feel a part of something. If you didn't know any better from the last whatever it is now, nine or 10 months. Uh, Humans are social and tribal creatures. Um, We need to socialize. We need to feel a part of something. In fact, some things that you might read, some things that I might have shared recently, loneliness can be overcome with these, I know you think that these uh, these Zoom things that you're doing are, are part of the problem, but think how bad off you would be if you didn't do them at all. You would have almost total disconnect. So they're helping in very small ways more than they're being harmful. Um, But we are social creatures. We do need to to be around people, but that's the best that we can do now for most things. Um, Loneliness doesn't necessarily have to be cured with someone else in the room or or the Zoom stuff. Um, You might find the loneliness is cured by being a part of something and finding a little bit of purpose. I often say in a lot of my talks, when I'm in one of my funks, um, there's a very delicate balance between being in a routine and having that routine keep me in a good headspace. And what is it? What is it? Was it uh, with depression and bipolar? It's the opposite from borderline, borderline personality disorder. I think they need to stick to a routine and someone like myself needs to be in a routine, but they do need to switch it up every now and then because you will be buried in an avalanche of, of, of the mundane doing the same thing over and over again. Get up, go get coffee, go to the gym, come home, prep for the show. Um, do a little more prep, take the dogs for a walk and it's same thing day after day. And while it keeps me in a good spot, eventually paired with cold weather, no sunshine, the mundane sets in and that's when my mood begins to sink. And I've said before in a lot of my talks, the best, uh, a good way that I found to correct that is um, uproot your schedule or do something as small as when I go out of the house, when I, when I walk the dogs, I go left and then I do the same route. Sometimes something as small as going outside at a slightly different time to walk the dogs and going right. And instead of going around the figure eight in my neighborhood, maybe keep going straight and then hang, just uproot the schedule, jumble the schedule, put your schedule, put your behavior, put your activities in a blender and just mess them all up. And maybe that will help jumpstart you, getting you through, again, no sunshine, lousy weather as we get ready to embark on a long winter, which... If there is one good thing about the first day of winter, the days do start getting longer. We get more sunshine now. So hopefully you had your four weeks of complaining, it gets dark at five o'clock. 
because soon we are going to gain plenty of sunshine. Um, doing weird things outside of your norm, outside of your routine was brought up in this article. One, it talks about having a sense of, of of purpose. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with Paris. Trust me, you would much rather have purpose than happiness because happiness will be fleeting. Purpose, not necessarily so. You want to get up, I want to get up every day and do a good, compelling podcast and show for you. That's purpose. Um, it's going to be a nice day. I'm going to have a good workout. The dogs are going to behave. That stuff I can derive happiness from. But it's pretty unpredictable. But if my beacon, if my anchor is purpose, I'm more likely to have good days rather than bad. So to tie this back to doing different things, being a part of something larger than yourself. Oh, another good thing when you're feeling down. Our instinct is, let me go uh, do something ephemeral. Let me, uh, uh, what is it? Some, some shopping for myself. Those highs, when you buy something, no matter how big or small, they're short-lived. But if you go do something for someone else, the great line I keep sticking in my head over the last few weeks, I, I don't know why, do something for someone who can't do anything for you. I guarantee that feeling will give you a longer high than buying something at Amazon or going around Target shop spending 50 bucks instead of 100 doing something for someone else will last longer it's part of that feeling of we want to be part of something more than ourselves that tribalist nature you're doing something for someone else um and again this article talks about doing some weird things and being a part of others people get through the pandemic by participating in a citizen science project um coco r-a-h-s it tracks rainfall that sounds really, really boring, but you know what? It's so far out of your normal routine, maybe it will help you shake the funk. I'm going to continue here with this article. I would definitely recommend people doing that. You get a little rain gauge, put it outside, and you're part of a network where there's thousands of other people doing the same thing as you, the same time of day as you're doing it. Notice again, this is really about sensing you're part of the larger world around you. A couple more random ideas here. Other citizen science projects, what they're called, you can give that a Google. Other citizen science projects are looking for the average person to classify wild animals caught on camera or predict the spread of COVID-19. That is greatly outside the scope of your normal day. So whether it's that stuff, helping someone, going a different direction on your rate uh, on your way to work, just do something different. Put your day, your activities, your brain, symbolically speaking, in a blender. If you're in a funk, especially as we go through this long winter, jumble it up, uproot your day, do things opposite as you would normally do, and see if that doesn't shake things and shake you into a better mood. But if all else fails, go do something for someone else and make the most, as we talked about with Dr. Kang, make the most out of your Zoom calls. I know you dread them. I know you feel as if they are mundane, but think about what it, think about if you didn't have them. Focus on something really small in those Zoom calls or a text message exchange or a Facebook exchange that's a good one. Find something small in there that you can take and make a bigger, more positive part of your day. And last up, I uh, since it's been, it hasn't been super wintry lately, but wind is an overlooked pain in the ass. Um, a 45 degree day is quite manageable, but when it's 
windy in 45, I don't want to be outside. And this is, there's a reason we talk about wind chill, you know, 28 manageable in the dead of winter, a wind chill of like uh, when when it's windy and it, it pumps it down into single digits, not manageable. I think I actually might keep a mask on in the winter time on some windy days because you know what? I was walking out of the gym last week and while like my eye area under the brim of my hat was a little cold, the lower part of my face, not cold. Thank you. Masking up. And one last thing, uh, uh, an old high school friend of mine has been, she's kind of finding things in unlikely places to get yourselves through tough times. She is the last person on earth who I would think would help me track down a PS5. But she texted me today. She's like, hey, hop on Best Buy. Well, this is not a girl who is a gamer. I I don't think she's a gamer. I don't think she's an anime or anything nerdy like that. I asked her last week when she was like, hey, go here and look for this and see if you can get one. I was like, why are you doing this? She's like, it's the thrill of the chase. She helped her husband get a couple of PlayStations. And ever since then, she enjoys helping people like me. So it checks two boxes here. She's doing something completely different, helping people find PlayStations. And two, she is helping others. Like, this is a girl who I haven't talked to very much at all in 20 years, and now she is popping up trying to help me find a PlayStation 5. And it was in the cart. It was in the cart today to no avail. Remember, I would have a PlayStation. I would have a relationship if I weren't so ugly.